Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here on a Friday, we start a little football. A favorite topic of mine, Mac Jones. Back in the news today. I missed this today. Mego sent this uh, right around noon, maybe even a little before. Typical. No, Mega Carrying the show. Mega, Mega, Mega with the great. Many, many people are saying. The, great, job, the great story that she uh, sniffed out here today from Jeff Howe at The Athletic. I mean, it's not like I sniffed it out. I found no, it I mean, on the internet. Well, you you elect to pay for the athletic, which I declined to do because Jeffo again, of the athletic. Because again, uh, no, the, the athletic and their bosses can pay Jeff Howe. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna supplement uh, any of their writers over there at the athletic. So Mega with her subscription sent this along, and uh, I find it very very interesting when it comes to Mac Jones and his role here with the Patriots, and how the coaching staff feels about Mac Jones really is the most important thing. Uh, Jeff Howe writes, as for Mac, there's a level of disconnectedness that must be resolved. What do you think of that word, Mego, before we really get into it? Disconnectedness with Mac and the coaching staff. Disconnectedness, um, nice way of saying they don't see eye to eye right now. Or they didn't last last year. Yeah, I don't mean the definition of it. I just mean, do you think that's a good, accurate yeah. representation of the relationship? Yeah, I would say uh, there's there's a level of repair that's needed. That's probably how I would phrase it. So a level but of repair. I'm, I'm fine with I that. think that's putting it nicely. Disconnectedness. Dis- you think it's a little too nice? I think it's a little nice. I There's, think that's a little okay. That's like corporate speak. You know what I mean? There's a dis- There appears to be a disconnect when you mean to say what the bleep are you talking yeah. about? You know, like, there's friction. Right. Yeah. There's a failure to communicate. Sure. That, and also maybe a failure to want to be coached, which we'll get to. Belichick instructed the coaching staff not to be too hard on Jones last year according to these same sources. Now, he's referencing the Henry McKenna story from earlier in the week that we've talked about quite a bit. If Jones made a mistake or needed to be corrected, instead of yelling at him, oh, don't be mean to the widow Mac, the coaching staff generally took a more constructive approach. That's atypical. And this is something we talked about earlier in the week. Belichick used to loudly chew out Tom Brady in an attempt to set the tone for the rest of the team. And Bill even took a victory lap for this on Tom Brady's podcast. Like, what a genius I am. I, I yelled at you. I used you to improve my coaching, and it was my intelligence. The rationale, Belichick believed, was that if the rest of the players knew Brady was in the coaching crosshairs, no one was untouchable, and that ran counter to his approach with Jones. Still, Jones noted during a news conference last year he wanted to be coached harder. He dealt with demanding coaching in Alabama, Nick Saban, with whom he often talked trash during practice, and in high school, Corky Rogers, notorious hard-ass Arcand. I mean, you get on the wrong side of Corky Rogers, it was like, woo! Oh, my God, you don't want to wrong Corky Rogers. Like, talk about hard yeah. coaching. You don't make eye contact with Corky. No, 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 no. Talk about somebody who's going to put you in your place. Corky Rogers, for sure. We, everybody knows it. Oh, no, it's Corky. Everybody talks about it. Like, how much of a hard-ass. Like, you get, again, He if he wakes up on the wrong side of bed, it's going to be a long day for you in Jacksonville or wherever Mac was getting coached by the legendary Corky Rogers. You today, Mac? Yeah, Corky got me yesterday <laughs> real bad. <laughs> These were considered positive traits before he was drafted. The 21, 21 first-round pick. Oh, wait, let's leave that part to the yeah. side. Yeah, let's so stick with this. Let's, let's get to Bailey Zappi, and we will coming up, because that's maybe the, the, the juiciest part. But I read all this, and I go, well, this is the response from Mac in his camp that I fully expected. 
explaining Mac's side of the story a little bit after it was put out there that coaches felt like they went too hard on him and he couldn't handle it, so they changed their approach last year, and then he bitched about that on top of it. This is the response from Mac. And if you just take a step back from the Henry McKenna story and now the Jeff Howe story and just look at it this week, that disconnectedness, as he puts it, is still there. That friction is still there. And you know how I know, Mego? They're still sniping at one another. They're still backbiting each other. That continues, which I think still means there's not a lot of trust in that relationship. Whether Bill O'Brien's here or not, I still don't think there's a lot of trust between Mac Jones and the team or the team and Mac Jones, for that matter. So before I get to my conclusion that I'm drawing from this, what makes you think that this comes from Mac's camp or someone in, around with Mac's interest? I just think explaining that, well, he got the hard coaching from Corky Rogers and he got the hard coaching from Nick Saban and they were talking trash. And the fact that all of that's in there, I think that's an indication of a response. See, because I read this as actually coming from Patriots coaching staff as somebody from Belichick's camp and saying, it's not that Bill's lost his fastball. It's not that Bill isn't hard on players anymore. It's that Bill is taking a more constructive approach. He's trying to individualize this for Mac Jones. He he wasn't being careless with Mac last year and the having first... the offensive coordinator be Matt Patricia and his quarterback's coach being Joe Judge. It's about him trying to take a different approach with the younger player and bring him along. Where do you think the first story came from? I think that the first story came from probably Joe Judge. Yeah, well, no, it's the, <laughs> hey, not we even couldn't that. even yell at the kid. But the coaches. I'm sure it came from the coaches. The I way couldn't th- even yell at the, the kid. The way things tend to work is, hey, well, let's get Max's side of the story, and this is Max's side of the story. That's my guess. That's just a guess. I have no idea See, who I think that, I think that this is more. That. this is more of the narrative of stabilize Foxborough, stabilize everything there. It's not bad between Bill and Mac because that doesn't serve anything f- towards the Patriots. It's... Hey, he tried this different approach because he thought he'd be good. And just like every other approach on offense last year, it didn't work. And even Mac acknowledged midseason it didn't work. And now we're all on the same page. So he's going to, I guess he's going to re-Mac out this year. But my overall takeaway from this, and I still think it's more of a Bill story than a Mac story. Doesn't matter who you're talking to. It's more about how Bill is handling the team from the top. And I think back to the appearance that he made on Tom Brady's podcast, his Let's Go podcast, after his retirement announcement, and how he talked about setting the example from the top with Brady. And you look at how freaking sloppy this team has been over the last two seasons. The penalties that they, that they pick up, and then also just the kind of the brain farts that they have out there. Well, I mean, the most... The most glaring one being the end of the Raiders game, mm-hmm. like making that lateral. Ramondre Stevenson with the first lateral to Jacoby Myers, who then desperately was just trying to get it back to the quarterback and really screwed up. And it's just this loosey-goosiness that I do think is indicative of maybe lower standards. Yeah, I, I think they've been poorly coached. I definitely think they were poorly coached in 2021. Uh, I think I know they were poorly coached last year. So I agree. And I think Bill... Again, I, I don't even know that Bill ever had a fastball. Like, I look at this and I go, oh, so you could coach Brady hard, and Brady allowed you to coach hard, but you can't do that with other quarterbacks? Isn't that proof it was all about Brady and nothing Bill did? That wasn't Bill's genius to go hard on Brady. It was Brady's ability to take the hard coaching, unlike Mac. So to me, that it really does underscore that Bill's coaching, I think, was always a little overrated. But yes, they've been particularly bad the last couple of years. It is more a Belichick story than a Mac story. But I'm not going to let the players off the hook for what happened with the Raiders last year. I'm not going to do that. One other question I have for you. How much of this do you think is actually Bill 
not reaming out Mac Jones, Bill delegating to Matt Patricia last season, and knowing that Matt Patricia doesn't have the best track record when he's talking directly to players as he did in Detroit. Maybe it was a message that was misinterpreted by Matt Patricia to say, hey, you know, you got to meet these guys halfway, and Matt Patricia took that the wrong way. In, in which case, I mean, just look at the tape where Mac is MFing them on the sideline during the Bills Thursday night game, and Matt Patricia not saying anything back. Yeah, maybe it's that, or maybe again, and, and and I'd go Occam's razor on this. Maybe Mac's just hard to coach, and I do think they're sniping back and forth, but I may have that wrong. You guys can weigh in six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's also this piece to it, the Bailey Zappi piece, uh, which Jeff Howe writes: the twenty twenty one first round pick is still expected to be the team starter next season. Talking about Mac, the multiple people involved with the situation who are not authorized to speak publicly calling it Jones's job to lose, but backup Bailey Zappi will have at least a chance to push Mac Jones. And that sounds somewhat familiar, right? Didn't we talk to Tom Curran about this? Was it last week? I think it was last week because we just talked to him yesterday. There were no Zappi questions yesterday. I didn't feel the need to pepper him with Bailey Zappi questions yesterday. But uh, we talked to Tom Curran about Bailey Zappi and his ability to maybe edge in on Mac Jones. With Mac Jones, as we watch the track, say he does it drastically improve. And he goes out and he has, you know, 22 touchdown. 13 pick year, the team goes 9 and 8, 10 and 7, 8 and 9. But you're now staring next May at the prospect of a fifth year option to pick up. So he's still at a very controlled price at 4.6 million. But if you're looking at Mac and saying we're still not sold, you're not going to pick up that $30 million fifth year option for 2025. And if Bailey Zappi comes out, we could obviously tell that he had the capability to be a solid backup. He could be Brock Purdy light, he could be Brock Purdy times two. But if he shows that in this summer, maybe, again, using it just as a for instance but not a comp, the improvement that Tom Brady showed year one to year two, the leadership that he could show year one to year two, then the Patriots could say, we're going to pay $30 million to Mac Jones for a fairly average season at $30 million or franchise him for $45 million, which is what the franchise tag will be in 2025. Or do we just say hell? Let's just, we'll, we'll run it back with Zappy. Okay, so Tom Curran is talking about further down the line. He's talking about year or two down the line, really next May, next offseason. But Zappy's in the rearview mirror, and it sounds like he's closer than Mac Jones would like. And, and I want Zappy in the mix. Arkan, how do you feel about that piece to it? That Zappy sounds like he's still got an opportunity to nose his way in, and it's open ended, and it's going to be a competition. I think that's fine. I the only thing I would say is that could you do better than Zappy? Like, do you think you could bring somebody in who'd really be a legitimate? This guy could be a starter, and Mac Jones has to step his game up over the guy that he they stuck with last year. You know what I mean? Like Zappy like was always sort. I don't know. I mean, there's other guys out there. Baker Mayfield's going to be free. Like, there's other guys they could bring in. Realistic guy, you know, that could that could play and have played in the league before, not someone who was just kind of the backup last year. I think that's just it's another option that they have. Uh, but I think that Zappy being in the mix is absolutely something that should happen. He earned it last year. Yeah, I mean, the context that Tom Curran was giving us there was basically if Mac doesn't show much this year then he's closer to Bailey Zappi the way he was last year in the small sample size than he was the year before as a rookie. So I, I take it as, yeah, they don't have a problem using Bailey to push Mac, which will benefit Mac, I think. And if it doesn't benefit Mac, then you absolutely well, have your answer. If Mac Jones can't deal with Bailey Zappi nipping at his heels, then he can't be a starting quarterback. I mean, I mean he really couldn't last year. He, well, he didn't getting, do a very good job getting, with it last okay. year. Getting taken out in the first quarter of the Bears game after he's coming back from injury and yeah, basically stunk. getting pantsed on national TV. He stunk. 
is I wouldn't have started pretty, him in that. pretty rough. He was lucky to start that game, if you ask me. He was lucky he even got to start it. And never mind that he stunk for another month after that. So he didn't handle it very well last year. I, I'm not sure how Mac would handle a real competition. He handled it well against Cam a few years ago. Did, yep. But there was no pressure, no stakes. He comes in. He's the rookie. Like, he's the underdog. Now you're the favorite. Now you're the hunted. How do you handle it? He didn't handle it great last year. I love that the door's open for Bailey Zappi. It should be open for Bailey Zappi. And I feel like the coaching staff looks at it and goes, well, they're pretty much the same guy, and they are pretty well, much the you, same you guy. you say that, but there's a new sheriff in town. Well, so true. we're going to have to see what Bill O'Brien thinks of these guys. We are going to see. But I, I look at it, and I wouldn't blame the coaching staff for going, they're pretty much the same guy. One guy's a pain in the ass. One year, you can't coach him too hard. The other year, you're, you're not coaching him hard enough. And then you have Bailey Zappi, who just kind of rolls with it and is easy to coach. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If, if they're, I'm, if if they're I'm, both the same, I'd roll with the guy who's easier to coach, too. If I'm Mac Jones, I'm buttering up Bill O'Brien. Uh, he's going to need to. sending some flowers to his wife. <laughs> so happy. Welcome back to New England. He's going to need to. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, what should the Patriots do at quarterback? How do you feel about this reporting on Mac Jones all week long? It's been a week-long thing, and it is bothersome. It irks me. It, I, I read this about Mac, and I just go, why, why are they even bothering with it? Why are they messing with it when they do have a guy like Bailey Zappi waiting in the wings? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.